welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theme in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for a ball, but just two. The Queens of the Philippines got their shop on as they served two looks on the runway, but whose structured creation fell flat, causing an instant fan favorite to be eliminated too soon? It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines, and joining me is someone who loves to shop till they drop, Just JP. How are you? I am great. I was just shopping before I got here. Oh my God, what did you shop for? So today was a very special day because it was the rainbow Telfer drop. So oh God. I finally was able to get my um, hypothetical, not hypothetical, but I will be able to get, uh, I was able to get a black medium Telfar that I've been wanting to get for months. So I'm very excited to have that on my literal hands in about six weeks. Six weeks? What, what, why, why, why so long? Um, not sure. But I paid. I have a receipt, and I'll eventually. What are you gonna put in your Telfar bag? I currently have a holographic fanny pack in which I carry everything that's important to me, like my keys, my wallet, whatever. And uh, some of the zippers are breaking or have broken. Like Mm -hmm. it's really time for an upgrade. And I went flyering for gay bashed with my friend Static. And she has a medium Telfar is a silver one. And I fell in love with it. So ever since I'm like, I'm going to get a new bag. But if I get a new bag, it has to be a black medium Telfar. And today, mission accomplished. Yeah. All right. Well, are they going to are they going to be replacing tote bags? I don't know. I'm not a representative. Okay, we'll see. I love tote bags. (laughs) I'm a tote bag. I think I mean, it's um. I mean, it's they're billed as shopping bags, right? Um, but they were also the medium one is two hundred and two dollars. So compared to a tote Excuse bag me? that usually you get for free when you make Excuse a purchase me? of two hundred and two dollars, wow. okay. I know. Well, I don't got that kind of money, so no telephone bag. It's a splurge. I know. Uh, listeners, I apologize. We're recording earlier than we normally do for Philippines, which means I don't have the references on the podcast this week. So because they didn't post them yet. So there are no references. We are going to pretend we know everything and we're going to try it. We're going to try. Um, but yeah, if you ever go on the references on Reddit, we, it's very helpful to know what they're talking about sometimes. Yes. Um, that being said, uh, I do have some sad, unfortunate drag news of the week that we yes. will uh, discuss. Um, the great... Cherry Valentine has passed away. Um, very, very sad. I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning to go to the bathroom and I saw it on a friend's post and um, uh, very, very sad. She was someone who I thought did not get a fair shake at the show. 
Um, I thought she was eliminated way too early, and she was someone I was very looking forward to on a future All-Star season. Yes. Uh, Cherry Valentine, great drag artist, and I know that there are um, is a GoFundMe for her memorial. You can sign the condolence book. Um, share the love to her. Yes. Family. Most importantly, remember that there are things that we can do to honor her memory. She has a great uh, documentary on Well Percents mm-hmm. Plus, and it's really important for all of us to continue the work that she did um, and to you know, be aware of the different things that are happening in the world, especially with money people. So, uh, Cherry, you will be missed. We love you. Um, kisses. Uh, obviously, we will go into it more in depth um, when I do the Drag Race UK premiere podcast. Um, mm-hmm. One of my guests knew her. So um, we'll discuss more on there. For now, let's get to the Philippines. Uh, seven episodes in this season, swinging, going through. How are you enjoying it? I am loving this season. I think the casting choices are really smart. I feel like people uh, who are cast don't have that fear that other people that are cast in different uh, franchises have of, of the public reaction. I feel like the emotions are much more raw and things are happening more on the moment, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, it makes for great TV, and I thought I, uh, I thought my favorite host was definitely Drag Race Espanas. Oh my God, I forget her name. Supreme uh, Deluxe. Yes, yes, Supreme Deluxe. But seeing uh, Paulo, oh my God, and little bastard. He very blunt. Oh, very blunt. <laughs> but um, her makeup. The makeup that they were wearing today, uh, or not today, or this episode, blew me away. It was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it's a fun season. I think, um, again, when you cast people who know each other, you're going to get some drama. Mm -hmm. Obviously, us as the viewers, it's a a little harder to follow along because we we need a little more context. Mm -hmm. Um, But we got a little more. We're getting a little more. We're slowly getting there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying the season. We've definitely gotten to the point now where uh, it's going to be heartbreaking when you lose someone because they're all very very talented. I mean, it's top um, seven, top six, right? Top, top six. seven for this episode. Top seven next week. Top yes. six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a good season. I'm I am enjoying it. Um, for those who may follow um, another Filipino drag artist uh, named Manila Luzon on social media. I guess she was in the Philippines recently and took some photos with the cast of um, Drag Race Philippines. And I uh, just would like to share uh, if you have seen those photographs, um, it is confirmed that the entire fucking cast of Drag Race Philippines is under 5'8". Oh my god, the way she towered over all of them. (laughs) It made me feel good. I was like, wow, I can go to the Philippines and meet these queens and feel tall. I didn't know that either. I actually have not peeped those photos, so I it know it looks exactly like a babysitter to... and the kids. That's it hilarious. Looks so funny, because there's one picture of her, Prince, Marina, and Eva, and I was like, "You're out to her shoulders," and I think she's only like six foot six one, maybe. Wow, um, crazy, insane, but well, this we're not petite talking about little artist. Yeah, anyway. we're not talking about her. Or we'll her get child. to her though. Um, let's dive in. It was a double yeah. safe, and Eva is getting her fish balls. No lipstick message to wipe away. 
Mm-hmm. Regretting and Minty are congratulated for both being saved. This season is fucking up Regretting's life. Um, and I just say Drag Race is fucking up my social life. Wait, that would mean I'd have one. Never mind. <laughs> That's funny. Minty is still on the campaign of wanting Brigadine to go home. She really just does not like her. Well, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Silhouette is congratulated on her win after two weeks of coming. So close. She thanks the show for the win and for the meat rolls. These queens are really hungry. They are. They what is a meat roll? Yeah. What is a meat roll? Well, um, context clues tells me that it's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a stuffed bun that's what i think it maybe what listen it is. i have I played context clues with food before and i've been very wrong and very <laughs> unhappy so i don't do that anymore you're like i need clarity what's in it and how was it prepared yeah um but silhouette is going to show some shade throw some shade and uh say that she's the only one on the rise girl i don't like you stop it it's Katty Katty, Kathy Katty. Eva's happy to finally heard a critique after last hearing one week one. She no longer feels like she's coasting and thinks she has a strong chance. Now, Brigadine was feeling the love of her divine diva sister, Venus. But Venus never cries, but she is feeling Mama Pao's expectations. She hates how sharply she looks at her as she is one of her biggest inspirations in drag. She was never able to share with her family why she does this until she could point toward Apollo. Um, and it's very important that there is a, a face for people who need to explain it a little more. And I think Pelo is a big name in the Philippines. Yeah, I, again, I'm, I've never been to the Philippines. I'm not Filipino, so I am also very thankful for those context uh, threads on Reddit. Um, so I can, like, pick up on the many, many mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah, it, a huge, huge deal. And it helps when somebody has that notoriety, but also is so well put together, although very blunt, is very mm-hmm. well spoken. It's somebody that you can relate to. That's that's kind of like my auntie. Like she would tell me the way it is, you know, mi tia, yeah. right? Now, this is all too much for Venus and she just wants to drink. And I guess um, with the drinking, she's also in the mood to show her tuck. What is it with these Filipino queens? Well, exhibitionism is, you know. I mean, to be part, fair, uh-huh. to be fair, they're all sisters. They probably have seen every inch of each other before. Um, I don't know. It was it, they just, there's a lot of blurring going on in World Wonder. Well, as a performer who have shared a many a backstage. You're still you're still given the choice of being a little bit more private, even though you're you know back there. Uh, you can choose to show or not to show, and just some people choose to show. They want to just Literally. show it all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's the seventh week, and there's still seven. Silhouette is wearing her badge so everyone can see, and they're all wearing black to pay respects to her. The double save girls are decked out in their leather jackets. Um, do you think I need a leather jacket? Should I get one? It's really hot. I know that's very they're very warm. <laughs> you would look super hot in a leather. I, jacket. I should get one. I, I used to have a like a gray faux leather jacket. Mm. Um, I got it from Kohl's. It was the Mark Anthony line. It was the best jacket I ever had. <laughs> the problem, line. the problem, uh-huh. it was so fucking cheap. It started to like tear. So. Oh, it started to crumble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that no. was not fun. 
Well, Mansi was sad to lip sync, but she was happy. It was at least iconic. Brigitte mm-hmm. is still feeling the heaviness of last week, but she will soldier on and fight and prove something else. We are going to get a confessional from Venus discussing how they were nervous that all the Divine Divas wouldn't be there to compete, and this was just a wake-up call. She, Brigitte, and Precious are all still there. They're there. Do you think, do you think Drag Race US is regretting not putting Stephanie's Child together on a single season? No, I think there is a lot of trauma from Rolaska Talks, which I feel like is the last trio of people who got to the end and had um, major storylines in a season. And mm-hmm. I think I, I think that um, I think the U.S. has already done that and they're not interested in uh, pursuing that storyline. Um, and I mean, and if they are, well, now that Jan has been on All Stars and who's the other person from Stephanie's Child? Laguna Blue. And who? And, well, well, R- Rosé has been on, but Laguna Blue has not been on Drag Race yet. Hopefully soon. That would right, be hopefully. great. Yeah. So I think that the, the different wagons of that train are in different stations. So I don't think it's That's happening. Fair. There's no alarm, but we have a honker and a voiceover from Mama Pow. Sharing the prizes and congratulating the first ever Drag Race Philippine superstar. And apparently this is all it took for the queens to have a breakdown. <laughs> oh my God, the pressure cooking was real. I was like, okay, you've probably heard this before. Why is this the thing that's going to trigger you all? Oh my God. They're very quick to cry. They have a lot of emotions. And um, I mean, I do understand when you're competing and you hear the price package and, and you want to hear your name after that. And the winner is blank, you know, as a winner, I understand that feeling and you crave that feeling. Yeah. But you're, you're not, a, you're not even, I mean, you're closer to the finale. You're kind of halfway there. Right. But there's a few more uh, performers to go before you get to the finale. Right. So calm down. Now, Marina says, imagining your name is fulfillment. She shares there was a lot of pressure to do good, especially if you grew up with no sense of emotion or love that was given because you needed to be an adult at a young age. Clearly, she's tapping into something from her past trauma. Mm -hmm. She says being in the competition is showing she's still human and she can still build friendships despite what's happened in the past. And watch no one look her in the eye as she says this. I was like, okay, what? We're missing something again. Like, I know we had some trauma before, but like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Now, Venus is thinking that she can still do well, but now she feels she needs to push through with risks. She knows she has been struggling. Precious reveals that she was broke before coming there and is doing everything she can. She does not want to go home and defeat. And no matter what happens, she will celebrate when she returns home as she will be victorious to herself. I was like, that's really sweet. I was like, I would buy myself a steak dinner if I lost Survivor or Big Brother with no money. No, yeah, I would also try to um do some, sorry, the dogs were, went a little nuts at that moment. They were like, yes, I would too. <laughs> I would want a little steak. Um, yeah, go not getting what you what you really wanted, right? Not not achieving your uh your goals, I, I can imagine, can be a really difficult circumstance. And for anybody who asks me about going into a competition, my biggest piece of advice is, like, don't go in there unless you're okay going home first. Absolutely. Now, this chat is going to make Brigadine break down and say that she is disappointed in herself. She thought she could hack this, or as Sasha Bell says, crack the code. Um, but she is envious of all of them. 
She doesn't know if she's there for the right reasons or did she join for others' expectations. She's feeling shame and that in their culture, that is a heavy discussion. Shame is not something that they take lightly. What a girls shame. Will en- <laughs> the girls will encourage her and say there are more episodes to come and take it one challenge at a time. And then someone, I don't know who it was, says there's always season two. And I was like, which shady bitch said that? It was probably Venus, right? Oh, there's not even All-Stars or um, Philippines Against the World, which I think would be so fierce. We'll get there eventually. We will get, I mean, yeah, we will. Now, Eva will say that there is no one path to stardom, and Marina tells her that they're also inspired by her, and, and she is bigger than this competition. All of this was caused by a single voiceover. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like you said it the best way. The pressure cooker had a lot of pressure and it just took one little crack for all these emotions to go pouring out. That's what they want in front of the cameras. And I I might be wrong here, but like it feels like based on some context clues we learn later on in Untucked, they might have only been here for about a week now. This may have been like a super fast filming schedule. Um, Insane, insane. All right, well, the alarm will sound where Rue mentions a bunch of cities, including Manila, not drag queen, where they can go shopping. But more on that soon, as Mama Pow is walking in wearing a sequin jumpsuit with the Philippines on, like, it's a sports jersey. Um, would you wear that? Um, how much are you paying me? There it is. Nothing. Um, <laughs> we are returning once again to the mini challenges as they have to strike a pose as they will be gracing the cover of the hippest and chicest magazine in town, Gorge Magazine, the Snatched Edition, captured by that cutie patootie BJ Pasquale. Mama Pal wants to see them in their bare necessities as they're all born naked and the rest is drag. It's a nude illusion inspired group photo shoot. Um, and the keyword here is inspired, unlike Drag Race Hall in season one mini challenge where they actually were fucking naked. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's emphasis on the illusion, but there wasn't really even illusions. It's oh, we will get there. You're all born naked, and the rest is pennies. Literally, um, they have 15 minutes to get into their nude illusion. Quick dragon, who stands out, wins. Some queens are going to go straight to the tights. Some are adding some makeup, and Eva just puts on a wig and lip and says, "That's good enough for me." They're going to meet. Pow and BJ in the studio for the nude illusion photo shoot, and they're going to disrobe literally and take their positions. And everyone wants that center spot. Um, I wish there was more fighting for it, but they they, they were fine. Can, let's discuss uh, how Eva had a nude illusion with stones on, while Marina and Venus's tights were ten shades too dark. I was like, "What? What are well, those?" No, um, yes, and. You could clearly see um, panty lines and undergarments. To me, a nude illusion, you have, like, if you're going to wear any shapewear for a nude illusion, you have to wear basically a Morphe suit that matches the skin tone of your face to be able to give that illusion, right? Um, But there was none of that on this photo shoot. Um, this just felt like a Kardashian photo shoot. It was like, who can be the number one upstager? It was just, it was weird. Didn't love it. Uh, but remember when Eva totally cupped a feel of Precious? Good times. Good times. <laughs> there were a couple uh, rogue hens during that mm-hmm. photo shoot. Yeah, if, Precious. 
totally cupping a field of brigading. Sisters, they're close. Hey, but see, the the T is d- during this segment of the show. I'm like, when? First of all, when is Tara Banks gonna walk in? Uh huh. And second, can you just send everybody home, or could uh, the editors should have just? Le- I mean, I guess they couldn't just cut this because the winner got an avenge, right? So it's not like you know you exactly get, you know, right. But if I was the editors in or if I was production looking at what they brought for new illusion, I would have just sent all of them back to the workroom and be like, yeah, not, no, 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 eh, no. Now I'm not a drag artist. I don't do the drag thing, but I do know that when you have like the blowers, the wind machines, um, they can be very powerful. Um, yeah. Eva almost lost her lash completely. Like she got full wonky lash. Yes. Because, okay, here's a tip. If you ever want for your hair to look gorgeous on a wind machine, if the wind machine is hitting your face, the wind machine is not hitting your hair. Literally. Yeah. So if you are feeling that your lashes are being impacted by the wind from the wind machine, then just move a little to the left or a little to the right. And then your hair is going to blow. This is like basic drag that people need, that drag artists need to know. Exactly. Well, the winner of the photo shoot is Minty Fresh. She wins 20,000 pesos. Uh, she looks like a deer in headlights. Not my winner. This was just a weird challenge. Very weird. Yeah, nobody won in my book. No. Bye. Well, Mama Power reveals that for this week's Max Challenge, it's a ball. Um, they will walk the runway twice in the Shop Shop Ladies Ball. Their first look is Shopulence. She buys everything. It's a shopping couture. They're in her heart of Angelisa, but more on her later. <laughs> um, the second look is a design challenge where they have to use unconventional materials from the most famous shopping haven in the country, Divisoria. Um, now the pick crew arrives with shopping carts of random shit. Minty Fresh will get 15 second head start where she can select anything she wants but the pick crew. Um, beside the pick crew, what would you have taken? besides the pit crew um i think i would have taken anything well i mean fabric is is like the obvious choice but i would have gone with paper anything paper because you can cut it um you can glue it you can pin it um yeah i think paper would be my second choice and this is kind of like an ups uh, uh, or like a uh i wouldn't say upscale because i don't really know but this feels very like Dragon a Dime-ish. Yeah, it so, very much was. Um, yeah. Mincy's going to grab the rags before all the other queens take over. Yes. And we're going to watch Venus trip. Was she pushed? Who did it? Oh. I watched it back a couple times and I can tell you who it was. <gasps> who was it? Silhouette. It's her oh. fault. Everything that happens in this episode is Silhouette's fault. See, she's a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. Well, the gays are clearly traumatized. No one is going for the Corazon of it all, a.k.a. the chicken wire. Um, Precious <laughs> is going to decide that her strategy is to go onto the other side to avoid the pushing. But hey, not that smart, we'll learn later on. Mm-hmm. Brigadine's materials include a colorful mat and a colorful umbrella. Very gay, super gay. Her inspiration will come from her mother and her siblings, who were all market vendors. She wants to pay homage to them. And I think this was a really cool thing we wanted to learn more about why didn't we get to hear more about this it uh came and went in a blip i feel like, like this they... is a 
cool cultural thing for us outsiders. So maybe for um, viewers in the Philippines, it was like, oh, that's like all of our parents. <laughs> yeah, it's too common for uh, it to be worthy keeping it in the edit for a Philippines audience. Right. Uh, Eva has no idea what she will do. She says that everyone is doing color, so she's thinking about doing a nice bodice and spray painting it black and gold. We're going to watch her uh, go outside to do this um, clearly the next day um, because she has no eyebrows on, um, but also for health. Health matters because you don't want to spray uh, paint in a room of other people. That yes. shit smells. It does. Have you ever spray painted a look? I have spray painted a mask that I did for a uh, Star Trek show. I, yes, I did a Star Trek show back, back, back in the day, uh, 2019, 2018. And I was uh, a Borg that was deborgified. How do you call that? Deassimilated. Um, and I performed uh, I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman in Utara's uh, You Make Me Want to Be a Man. And I had well, an eye reveal. This is all words that make zero sense to me because I'm a Star <laughs> Wars boy. Star Trek, not for me. Star Wars, that's my jam. Yeah, I had a. Uh, re- I gotta start re- watching Andor. I'm so excited! Yay! I had a little cute eye reveal. I had um, uh, like a monocle that was glued uh-huh. to my face, and then I drew the eyebrow like right above it, so it looked like a shadow. And when I took it off, it was like a whole eye underneath the machine. It was really fierce. Very cool. All right. Um, Venus, yes. winner of the last design challenge. She's going to be using her winning corset as she hopes it carries magic. But she reveals that she couldn't get a lot of materials as she was pushing trips and she won't name names, but I'm going to name her again. Silhouette, 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 silhouette. <laughs> um, I find it so silly when they um, uh, tap into the superstitions of like, oh, this worked well for me last time, so I'm going to use it. I'm like... Girl. It's interesting. It's, I think it's definitely much, definitely a cultural thing. Um, because obviously oh, the praying and um was a huge plot point earlier on this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marina, she's nervous. She can design, but not so. She is a queen who can serve a look, but she was unable to show it in the first design challenge. Now Eva's going to share that she'll be doing a silhouette that is different from her opt-in silhouette, uh, as that one is already a safe silhouette for her. But I say sometimes safety first. Sorry, I was muted. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, sometimes, uh, well, I feel like every time safety first. And uh, there is that space between, you know, safety and um, just letting your imagination run free. Like sometimes taking a little bit of danger can bring you to wonderful places. Yeah. Mama Pow is back. And this time she's bringing a friend. It's Jiggly Caliente. How rude of them forcing yes. Jiggly into the workroom during a design challenge. Like, what advice can she offer? Don't do what I did? Well, uh, funnily enough, I feel like she had really good insight. Did, I, think, really I think that she, um, very much like me, I feel like um, and I, I relate with Jiggly. Uh, and I'm making an assumption here, but I feel like Jiggly is... It, in her mind, she understands how to put a garment together, but when it comes down to doing it, yeah. she has a harder time. And I feel that in my bones. 
Now, Jiggly's going to come in, walking in full sweatsuit. Good for her. Comfort first. Of course. Now, when she discovers that it is a design challenge, she's like, peace out. I'm gone. Um, <laughs> but Mama Pavel asked Jiggly how her design challenge on the show was. And she's like, are you trying to fuck with me? Or like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, what is wrong with you? But she says her advice to the queens about her favorite challenge is don't do what she did and make up for it with face. Yes, presentation. I feel like um, presentation really elevates the look more than any embellishment can do. You really have to believe in it, even if you <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. Now, first, they start with Eva Queen, who is on the floor. She wanted to do a weave, but she's going to go quintessential Eva Queen body with fashion references. Jiggly is going to fill up the eco bag and reminds her that it has no give or stretch. Which Eva says, it's going to be structured. It's going to be fine. Now, I don't know if it's the same thing or not, but isn't this kind of the same style of bag that Davina DeCampo and Maxi Shield used and both of whom slayed their design challenges? Yes, because and somebody needs to tell this to Jiggly that there are fabrics that are non-stretch and you can still use them to make fabulous outfits. True. Um, yeah, I, I think that the words of mama ru reminding us you know like stretch fabric is your friend well there's mm. so many it is and there's so many talented people in that workroom that have worked with materials like this like divina was well divina wearing that um it was like that ikea blue thing yeah she right? she had the um the the plaid version of it yeah yes, the, yes, yes. garbage bags the laundry bags yes now, Jiggly will say to her that if she makes a mistake, it will not be forgiving on her body, but they love her style, so she's going to make it work. Next, we have Venus, the crybaby queen, and she's got a lot of paper plates. Venus shares that she started the competition strong, but it felt like the expectations are high, and Mama Pile was like, they're not just high for you, bitch. Don't think that. Venus has her party items for her look and manila paper. No, not the drag queen Jiggly, manila paper. Um, Mama Pile tells her what that what she's doing is smart move but the manila paper tears and if you bunch it too much it could look cheap she tells her don't ruin it now that contradicts what you said earlier about paper and how you could do a lot with paper so who's well, right yes that's jp or mama pow okay but i will say the the way that she was bunching it and showing it it, it looked like corn husk you know yeah. so it's about knowing what to do with paper. I feel like paper can be really chic, but of course, if you're just going to bunch it up and trying to do a um, a skirt that has no shape to it, it's going to look bad and it's going to rip. And it better rip. Better rip than whole. Jiggly's advice is if you start pretty and then add too much, then it will result in baked potato. And I am so glad they showed us the source material for that reference. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Baked potato couture. Yeah. And honestly, looking back, I don't want to say it wasn't about look because it was about look. It was terrible. Yeah, but I can totally see what she meant is that she had something safe. And then she couldn't stop herself. And then she ended up looking like. She also was wearing flats. I want to remind everybody. She was wearing freaking Converse. Converse are valid and dragged. Yeah. If they got a heel. Kidding. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe not on the stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. Unless you have a medical condition. But yeah. 
maybe, maybe, now, maybe. Minty is going with the rag couture, and Jilly's like, oh my god, you turned it into Chanel. And she tells her that her fashion references are strong. Um, I still don't have those kinds of fashion references, but maybe one day I'll learn. Okay, it bothers me when people say fashion references, quote unquote, instead of actually naming fashion references. Like, mm-hmm. the term fashion reference doesn't mean anything unless you actually give me a fashion reference. Exactly. Well, Mansi's plan is a couture asymmetrical rag look. She's happy that she was able to exactly execute what she wanted. Mama Pal wants to know what she when she will be getting back to the top, and she hopes it'll be this episode as this is her turf. They are expecting much from her this week. With Silhouette, she had a strategy to sew, but this time she's going to strategically stick stuff and tell a story with her skills in fashion. Jiggly will give her credit as she is one of the only queens that doesn't use rhinestones and sequins yet still looks expensive. Which is fair and valid, but we like shiny things. Yeah, we do like shiny things. And we'll talk about this when we when we discuss the looks um, on the runway. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to get to that. Mama Pal will tell her that she needs to check her silhouette as she is very petite and the material that she's working with can make her look wide. Um, she will say that she's going to do big hair, which is funny because when we get to the runway, that's big hair, bitch. Really? Come on. Marina will be playing with the structured game with fans. The colorful Abanico fans are hard to work with, but she is ready to take the risk. She will also use refrigerator cloths, and Jiggly's like, what's that? We don't got them in the States. Have you ever heard of a refrigerator cloth before? I haven't, um, but I want to point out that saying Abanico fan is basically saying fan fan because Abanico translates Mm -hmm. to fan. So I love the fan fans, but I wasn't aware of... What is it? Refrigerator rag. Refrigerator cloth. I guess cloth. to put on top of the refrigerator. I guess because sometimes they have smaller refrigerators. You want to keep them cool. So that's just a guess. I don't know. I, I if don't I know. had my Reddit reference thing, I would know more, but I don't have it this week. Oh, oh man. Anyway, Marina will, in fact, be showing skin again, but with pads and course at this time, she wants to show a contrast with her two looks. Precious is working with leaf fiber, which is very native to Philippines, we will learn. Her outfit isn't going to be too big, and there are limitations, so she will be breaking apart her entrance look and glue all the material she has. And it's like, but your corset was so pretty. Don't ruin it. Don't they, like, give them extra corsets or stuff for this challenge? I don't think so. That's rude. I really don't think so. Well, also, if I'm going on Drag Race, I mean... I know that there is a very limited space, so you can't really bring a lot of extras. But you know I'm bringing an extra nude corset or two because if, you know, the guarantees... Well, there is no guarantee that they'll have a design challenge. uh, Like Cycle 12. If you're you're Canada's Drag Race 3, you'll get three design challenges in one season. Or um, Season 8. Season 8 was nine episodes long, but it had three design challenges. Insane. Insane. So the materials were hidden materials she found on the other side of the cart. On the bottom, her look is going to be a gown. Or so Mm -hmm. she says. Uh, Just wait when we hit the runway. The amount of disappointment she brings to Mama Pal and Jilly's face. But Precious is worried about the challenge simply because she has never designed her own costumes before. But she's hoping maybe after this she can start designing on her own. Wishful thinking, my dear. Jiggly well, will also, tell her. Go ahead. Yeah, it's also exciting when 
uh, you see an artist being in because when she said that and I saw her smile I feel like there was genuine inspiration behind that and it's really exciting to see an artist find a new medium for how you know through find a new medium you know what I mean to, yeah, to, to, absolutely. To, yeah. Anyways, so maybe maybe she will, and I'm excited to see what she designs. Jiggly will tell her to watch her proportions, and Mama Pal calls her the fashion expert. She jumps back that she knows style, but she just can't execute it. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you were alluding to. You know yes. style, but you don't get to do it yourself. Yeah, for one of my <laughs> for one of my birthday parties, the theme was three or more mismatched prints. And I'm like, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for reading me. Bring a ding, 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 ding. Is using her colorful bag. Mama Pal loves it. She also loves the inspiration. Mama Pal will ask what her family will sell at the market. And she reveals it's pig heads. And Jiggly is like, say what? And Mama Pal is like, don't get offended. Kids these days, so rude. Um, but also, I know I'm, I, 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 where I come from and what I... Pig heads? Um, no, I mean, um, you can use it to make a delicious consomme. Okay. (laughs) You do that. (laughs) You're like, I'm never drinking any soup that you serve me ever. Nope. Nope. Never gonna. All right. Mama Pal was worried about Brigadine going flat chested, but she'll be adding some pieces to the shoulders for the illusion's sake. She wants the fantasy. Though, they're going to have no problem with Silhouette and Minty in their flat-ass chest, but alas, whatever. Mama Pal wants to know how she felt about being in the bottom with Minty, and Brigadine says that she had many realizations, including being humbled again, as she was put in her place. She'll make this runway fun, but Jiggly tells her to show them her and not what she thinks they want to see. Mm-hmm. Very the Lagan- The Laganja situation. Mm-hmm. Now, Mama Pal and Jiggly have to leave as they are stressed, so they just have to do their best. They're off. Well, it is the day of the ball, and the queens have left the workroom a fucking mess. Who wants to clean up after them? Um, it would be really fun, I think, to clean up after <laughs> a lot of drag queens. No, it wouldn't. It would be no. terrible. No. Marina is hoping she can finish her look. Venus is not confident with the look she brought as she doesn't know if the judges will get it. She also sees that Eva has put in the effort, though she doesn't know how it's going to turn out. And the room's starting to get very serious as the stress of the competition is hitting them, and it's hitting them hardcore. And that's all we're getting from the segment because we got 14 looks on the main stage <laughs> where Mama Pow is serving you cultural androgyny as well as a chicken. Yeah, she did that, and I didn't understand that. Um, yeah. But I was mesmerized. I know I already said it. I was mesmerized by her eye makeup. It looked like watercolor with um, very precise line work. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely took a long time. Do we know if she has um, a team or, or she does her own face? Or both? Um, I mean... Uh, I know there are very talented makeup artists uh, out there, but there is something about painting your own face, and I feel like she paints her own face. Bitch, when was the last time RuPaul painted her own face? There is a oh. reason why episode one of Drag Race Down Under season one had no ruin makeup because she couldn't do it herself. Well, she didn't want to repeat that unfortunate Project Runway moment. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. 
All right, we got Caleb Karen, Jiggly Caliente, BJ Pascual, and Rajo Laurel. We got two looks. We're going to yes. discuss oh, each look. Yes, yes, yes. Critique per category. category what category is first? Shopulence. She buys everything. Yes. And in honor of this runway, we are going to play Rich or Broke. Oh, I like that. First up, Precious Paul and Nicole. No designers listed. Listeners, this is going to be the trend this entire episode. Um, I think this look is very clean. It's coordinated. It may not be dripping in money, but it looks expensive on a budget. I think as far as a look, it's great. I love the blues and yellows and oranges. There is a sense of fashion for the everyday woman in this look. And she was also very playful with the bags. I want to know what's inside. This is broke. This feels really cheap to me. It feels like she went dumpster diving on uh, to find uh, Louis Vuitton bags. They were wrinkly and they looked they don't look new they look like she's been reusing them for a month um yeah i i think i I, this is broke nope rahul says he's a fan and what he loves about her expensive look was it was believable but he says was that enough jiggly says the look was supposed to be to look like hermes but it didn't get there and she felt it was a joke but it didn't fit the theme i'm gonna give it a rich i'm gonna give it a er meh broke audience 55 percent rich 45 percent broke interesting silhouette no designers listed um she is the brothel owner um clearly this is best little whorehouse in manila i think she looks expensive but i'm not getting shopping out of this look the green velour looks incredible i'm glad that the corset is the same material but i don't love an exposed corset it's a thing of mine She's flat-chested and Brigadin was going to get read for it. Hypocrisy. What I'm going to say is she looks evil. Like, this is a modern-day Victorian Disney villain. Yes, I feel like this is uh, Jeff Bezos' mom. Uh, (laughs) No, I think she looks really expensive. Um, I did not understand the look when I saw it. Because I saw the looks before watching the episode. So I did not understand the look by the photo. But when I paired the look with her um, storytelling, it was very compelling. I completely understood what she was going for. She has been a vampire for 8,000 years, and she has an incredible amount of wealth to her disposal. And she just looks at something. She's like, I want it. And she got it. I think this is rich, rich, rich. BJ says it's the best she's looked from what he's seen, he says she looks expensive and called Karen liked that she didn't have shopping bags or jewelry, but a faux fur fox and velvet and a cane and it worked for her. She bought it. I will give this a safe rich. Okay. I can see the that. The audience, 68% rich, 32% broke. Next up, Eva Queen. No, designers listed. Uh, this makes sense to me in context of the story. She is a rich millennial who is going grocery shopping and trying to fit in amongst the commoners, but realizes, oh, wait, I'm still more expensive than y'all bitches are going to be. I love this look and how simple yet rich it looks. Um, the hat is way too big in all the right ways. Um, the shoulders are a moment. I think if the tote bag had been blinged up, it would have been even better and nailed the story she was selling. Um, to me, this was very much like Alexis on um, Chits Creek. Very Alexis. Um, yeah, I think she looks really pretty. I think the hat, as you said, is big in the best ways. Oh my god, Bella won't stop barking. 
Um, I really like this look. I think uh, I would wear this to go shopping. I would wear this to market basket to get my little groceries, um, get my little uh, rotisserie chicken for $5. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Rajo it. Rajo says her presentation was so fun with the story and the narrative and he was sold. I will give this a rich. I agree. I'll rich it too. The audience, 91% rich, 9% broke. Marina Summers, no designers listed. I'm going to say it. This was exceptional. She nailed the brief. I love her in this red with the bold red lip and her slick black hair. Um, This is crazy rich Asians realness. Um, Her bags, if you did not catch what they said, brilliant. Um, Bivulgaru and Vuitton. Brilliant. Rouveton. I it's, love that. It's the silk fabric pattern that sets this apart and the shrug. Excellent choice. This may be my favorite look of hers all season long. She's been dynamite all season long. Yes, she combined uh, humor with richness, which I yeah. think uh, a lot of people try to do and are not as successful. I think she looks great. Uh, this is not one of my favorite looks, but I can't deny how impeccable it is. And that cheeky note of uh, Rubaton, oh, I ate it up. Kyle Karen thinks the look was intelligently done. She loves that she gave a crazy rich Chinese Filipino vibe. She had a concept and presented it in a cohesively well version and loved the red envelopes. This is a rich for me. It is a rich for me too. And the audience, 100% rich, 0% broke. They love it. Oh, I should have juried you this one. (laughs) All right. Ding, 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 ding. No designers listed. Uh, This is Valley Girl shopping on Rodeo Drive. I wish she went blonde or black because the hair is styled right, but the gray, not it. Um, The blue maroon parka with the matching pencil skirt and top. Very smart. It was a good story. It's not what I expected from her, but I'm not mad at it. I immediately sent this look to my friend, Patty Beret, and I said, Patty, when do you get on Drag Race Philippines? I think she looks stunning. Um, okay, so when I'm thinking of this category, if the look only meets the cat- category because you're holding shopping bags, then I'm going to deduct some points from that. So okay. I'm going to add some points to the people that didn't carry any shopping bags and still got the point across. I think like if you take out the shopping bags, it's like she's ready to, you know, play the Filipino Dolly Parton. Uh, I don't see, you know, this as a shopping look, but it is an incredible. It is an incredible look. She looks yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. It's still Richie. I can't believe we just gave free publicity to Patty Beret again. Oh <laughs> it's rich. Is rich, very rich. Unlike, pa- unlike Patty. <laughs> um, the audience, seventy-seven percent rich, twenty-three percent okay. broke. Okay, okay. Um, should we give Patty Beret one more shout out for um, at Pat? Yes, it is coming up sometime in the future. You should check it out. Next up, Venus Deluxe. Guess what? No designers listed. Y'all, what the <laughs> fuck were y'all doing this week? Y'all failed this one. Um. Mama Pow knows that because it's her as her evangelista, um, I beg you to watch the YouTube video. It's fucking hilarious. It's very, very funny. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, Paolo plays Hurt as she shows her walk-in closet and her new bag, the Oracan Icebox bag, which she paints on. All I will say is 
she pulls out corned beef in a fucking can. I don't know what that's about. It sounds disgusting. Not for me. This was a very specific reference, but she nailed the reference. Was this right for this runway? That's debatable. Um, I think Venus is a brilliant comedic drag artist. You have to respect her for that. But I don't think it really fit the brief unless you really, really, really got it. And maybe the maybe the audiences um, in Philippines would really, really, really get it. Uh, so maybe I just can't for- believe we were we were denied seeing Paolo's reaction to this. They did not show it. They showed every other person not getting it and then getting it, but not yeah. Paolo. Yeah. Um, I needed it to be more expensive. Like even if she added some bling to it, then it might have worked. It's a broke for me. Yeah, well, I also wonder because there is this other interpretation of broke, like you. Uh, I'm sorry, of um, what is it, shopping? Like you could yeah. do like a QVC, you know, like oh, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be, you know, similar to this, right? I feel like a more comedic approach. This is not for me, and the expressions on the judging panel tells me that this was a very intelligent look. So I will rich it. The audience. Did not agree with you. 36% rich, 64% broke. And finally, we have Minty Fresh. No designers listed. (laughs) Plain sweep. No designers. Um, We must stop associating purple and leopard print with New Jersey, please. Also, can we stop with the leopard print wigs? I hate it. No. This is fine. It's fashion. Even Giselle and her design challenge. I personally do not care for the long sleeves under a dress. It's a trend I do not care for. I would have been happy with the dress and the jewels and a normal wig. It would have achieved the same thing. This was extra in ways that I do not love. Personal well, preference here. Mm-mm. Well, your personal preferences are wrong. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> Give it to me. Um, if, uh, I think if you're going to wear a leopard print wig, you have to match it perfectly to what you're wearing. I think she did that. She accomplished it. She looked beautiful. She had the dollar signs as her earrings. Um, I mean, purple and leopard print is one of my favorite combinations. It's uh, well, leopard print is my favorite neutral and purple denotes richness. So to me, this fit the brief is like I'm I look at this person and I'm like, okay, they have money. Uh, Whatever they want, they get. There is no budget when they're on the set. Hello. Do you have a leopard print wig? I don't, but that's because I usually don't wear wigs. That's true. Rajo says that she's the type of person that he'd love to be friends with and imagines having friends that looks like her. Mama Powell asks him why he doesn't ever want to be friends with Eva Little Queen, as she's a good drinking buddy, but more on that later. He says that after this, he will be friends with all of them and says that Minty Fresh is the future of drag. He says she brings it to the next level and she inspires him as a fashion designer. He says every time she comes on stage, he writes down that Mincy Fresh did this and how can he incorporate her ingenuity to his work? Oh my God. I think just he get has a, a crush. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think he's crushing on, on, on Minty. I don't, I mean, yeah. Is she the future drag? He annoyed me greatly this episode. Yes. Very annoying. Yes, he did. Um, I'm going to give this a broke personally because we know my reasons. I just said them all. I I just wish I was her. 
I just wish I was her. I just wish I was able to fit on that dress. But it's okay. Give it to me on a size 12 to 16 if it stretches. Hey, I'll take it. You can be Mincy Fresh for Halloween. I could be. There is still enough time for me to commission a wig like this. Here it is. Um... I'm gonna be sexy old Tory for Halloween. So, oh my god, excited! The audience: sixty-eight percent rich, thirty-two percent broke. Very, very mixed there. Mm-hmm. Next up, category is Divis Divas. In honor of the runway, we are going to play full price or discount. Ah, I like that. First up, precious Paula Nicole. All right, so we had a La La Ree moment, and then it was tossed to the side to reveal a very pastel princess look. I love the elements of it. It's a very safe design challenge look. She looks great in it. She checks off all the boxes she needed to sell it. I think if she didn't tell them she was going to do a dress, she would have been fine, but her execution, her expectations were just too high and the execution was underwhelming. Yes, exactly what you said. I know we're recording a podcast and I should give my own opinions, but you said it perfectly. Jiggly says she loves that it's metallic and the shape it gives her uh, plays with her your eyes and camouflages the masculinity of her body. <laughs> she calls her out that she was going to stay away from the swimsuit situation and here she is in a panty. She says at least it's pretty, but they have to pick on the smallest things. Russia says that she ran out of materials and says what she did have didn't match the colors and felt that it wouldn't have worked and would have been confusing. Fine, that's all fine. But what was presented, I enjoyed. I'll give it a full price. Yeah, I also would give it a full price. I think it's styled very well. Um, it is minimal, but it is just so pretty. It is so, so pretty. But purple and bubblegum pink go well together. It's true. It, yeah, and there was... A, what What was this material? Was this like it was a that, ribbon? It was that paper that the that's indigenous to the Philippines, as we learned. That leaf gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Stuff. Um, the so audience pretty. loved it. 73% full price, 27% discount. 73%. I thought that would have been a little higher. Yeah. So what? Uh, that hair was Hannah Montana. There's nothing big about that hair. So stop saying it was big hair. Maybe for you. That being said, I think going with cheetah print makes everything look expensive looking. Uh, so she picked the right materials there. Um, it's structured well. I do think she created a nice shape. I just would have cut one of the side flares. I usually don't care for asymmetry, but there was just a bit of lopsidedness with how it was constructed. Hmm. And it made it look that it wasn't perfect. Yeah, this to me, a silhouette does Katya does Bjork. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really love what she was wearing. Again, it's uh, my favorite neutral. I think she constructed this beautifully i would have not known how to make this happen like she did i think she yeah. did a great job Kelly karen says it's different from the first one as this was the daughter to the first one's mother she loves the animal print and structure mama pal notes that in the beginning the girls thought she was going to be the first to leave but think again silhouette will throw out there that she's the only one with four positive reviews in four weeks and i'm like that's gross girl uh please stop it's not fierce that's ego and she will go on to say that she is not like the other girls and do drag every Friday and Saturday, but it's her story that sets her aside. I'm still waiting for the story. <laughs> the story is the story is very meta. Yeah. Um, as much as I don't like Silhouette, I'm going to have to give her the credit here. It's a full price. It is a full price. I would pay full price for this. The audience agrees. 80% full price, 20% discount. 
Next up, Eva Queen. Uh, she tried. She really did. In a group of queens that wasn't so good, she would have been safe. She took a risk and gave them something that was structured and unique. The problem was the panty. It was out and proud when it should have been hidden. Again, why are we spray painting wigs this season? That shit is expensive. I know she is her own designer with the wigs, but come on, girl. I don't know if she ran out of time or spray paint, but it needed more of a purpose. She looks like it was unfinished in all the wrong parts. On the back, yes, I agree. The back was a mess. But from the front, this is my favorite look, I think, from the front. I think that it wow. looks... Yeah, it's so different. I think her mind was in the right place when she decided that she was going to build something and then spray paint it gold and black because nothing else was going to be gold and black. Everything was so colorful. So I was with her in explaining the behind-the-scenes of the look. Um, I wish she had more time or more talent to be able to execute the back of the dress better. I don't think it mattered that the black panty was showing at the front because it was it's very apparent to me that it that is a choice how that was cut and how it was laid from the front. Um, I wasn't mad at that. It was black like the outfit. I think this is great. Um, I feel like had I not seen the back, I would have felt paid full price, but maybe I'll ask for an employee discount on this one. You know who didn't love this? Rob. Oh, of, of course. Oh, thank you. Okay. I have something to say. I right. find it so upsetting. So upsetting when you call something trash and then try to backpedal later saying that you were being constructive. You are not being constructive when you call that trash. You were right. in your feelings and you felt empowered to say whatever you wanted to say. And you thought that you were going to be, I don't know, the uh, the ones saying it the way it had to be said. But it was just rude. It was rude and necessary. All right. So. Raho says with this one, they're at this level of the competition and this is too crafty and goes into the mortal sin of the DIY as it actually something that she glued onto a bodysuit. Sir, you're the motherfucker who encouraged the glue guns in the first design challenge. Yeah. What the fuck? He says what saved her was that in her presentation in the luxury department, which made him forget about the atrocity before she is called ugly. He says he's being fierce because he knows she can do better and he's being hard because he has seen what she can do and this is trash. I just, I agree with what you said about um, this is a power move um, because it wasn't necessarily trash. Like, if you call this trash, what are you going to call La La Ree's look? <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, that was abysmal. This this at least had an attempt to it. There was thought behind it. There was care behind it. There was uh, uh, put effort. There was effort yeah. behind it. it. Yeah, maybe the execution wasn't perfect, but you can say that everybody's execution here was imperfect. Right. BJ says he looks forward to her looks every week, but he wished she covered the whole bodysuit. He will mention what it looked like when she turned around, and Raha will force her to turn around, and she will say it was humiliating to her. 
Mm-hmm. Cal Karen will tell her that she looked like she was going to take a dump while she was walking as it affected her presentation. Why no one called her out here and said, you just called her awkward by looking like she took a dump? Come on, that's, that's unfortunate as well. And Mama Powell will ask her what material she used, and she says the eco bags. She continues to say that she made a wrong choice to spray paint it because it was brittle and turned to crunch seaweed. She said she wanted to stand out in black and took the risk for her. She apologizes for disappointing the judges. Okay, I want to make a note here because she says that she couldn't move because it crinkled like seaweed. But we saw what happened later in the episode where she was moving and it she wasn't sure was. crinkling. Because she knew she had to fight for her life. So I think it, she, she underestimated the power of uh, her look. Of the crinkle? Absolutely. I'm going to unfortunately give this a discount. Oh, yeah, I, I already said, right, I, I want to give this full price, but then I saw, I saw it in the back. But listen, sometimes you buy things that are beautiful and you display them in your home and you simply put the ugly side to the to the, to the wall. And that's yeah. OK. So I will pay full price for this. The audience, this was probably the most shocking result here. Forty seven percent full price, 53 percent discount. That to me is shocking. Marina Summers, the colors are working wonders on her. She is so beautiful, has such a great smile. If she wore Lala Ree's back dress, it would be inspired for future Paris Milan runways. She's that beautiful. The colors are great in the fans, and while the fabric on the hips may not be a perfect match, she made it work. Everything is beautiful and bright and colorful. Um, I think she may not have transformed much aside from just using unconventional materials, but what she presented was clean. Yeah, this is pretty, and it reminds me of a strawberry lemonade. I would like some of that, even though it's not uh, summer yeah. anymore. No, it is not summer anymore. It was so cold today here in Boston. It was like 48 degrees. It's like, it is not summer anymore. Um, but for Marina, it's going to be summer every day. This is really pretty. Jiggly gives her credit for the intricacies of her weaving with the fans and the fact mm-hmm. that she used sequins to make it pop. Yes. She used little details to make it pop, and she loves the pieces in her hair and how her hair is styled. She loves how everything is put together. I do, too. It's a full price for me. It is a full price for me, too. She really she really did that. She did mm-hmm. that. Now, the audience. 94% full price, 6% discount. Next up, we got Venus Deluxe. At first glance, I thought she was paying homage to Manila Luzon's pineapple dress with the colors. I think the flares of the fans are great. I think she added one too many details on the hips. I would have cut the dangly bits. It ruined the illusion. It's not bad. It's not winning. Any other season, she's safe. This is a very tough cast right now. Yeah, I wish the dangly things, I wish the long... um, it's the high-low look and i think that it was not high-low it was like mid-low no mid-high anyways the the long things should have gone all the way down to the floor i feel like that would have given the dimensions or cut them if they weren't going to be able to hit the floor they got to cut them yeah I guess, I guess so. Yeah. If, if she didn't have long um, strips 
So strips that are long enough to hit the floor, I feel like, yeah, I, I guess she should have. Or make the short strips even shorter to go all yeah. the way up to her hip to show the rest of her leg. I feel like if she had had the, the leg out mm-hmm. or outer, <laughs> it would look better. But this is a really pretty look. I mean, this is what you can do with paper, baby. I agree. BJ says the look is messy. He says he always looks forward to her body every week, but for this, it was bulky and her waist disappeared. Callan Karen says the look made her question, is this an art piece or an art project? She oh. says there's a thin line and she felt it was a school project. She likes her ingenuity with the Manila, the papered off drag queen. She says her proportions made her look huge. Mama Pow says she started strong in the race and asks her what happened. She asks if she needs inspiration. Venus says that she needs some dick. I mean, same <laughs> too, girl. Um, but she will say that she wants to have fun and she did but she had a mere minor hindrance being her ankle and she'll get an x-ray later. She's going to be asked to remove her shoe, the shoe. And Cal Karen says they should amputate, but she's going to tell them it doesn't hurt when she stands just when she walks, but she will fight this until the end. We will talk about that in the end. But for now, Mama Pal says there's no problem having fun, but you also have to step back and edit. Yeah, I will give this a full price. Um, I will give this i guess yeah i mean it doesn't warrant me to not get it full price so yeah i will give our full price audience 67 percent full price 33 percent discount brigading um it's well constructed she used the color blocking perfectly they love this hair with the dress this is fun did i need the balls no but hey this is a ball brigading dong I'm just kidding. I actually don't like this. I feel like oh. this. I feel like this is the um, art project. I think the the balls and how she was using the balls and putting her mouth was a distraction of how ugly this looked. Maybe she's like, maybe maybe they won't notice how um, unelegant this is. I'm gonna give it a full price. Uh, I am gonna give this. Uh, what is it? Discount? Not even discounted. I would not get this. Wow. Um, the audience yeah. severely disagrees with you. 88% full price, 12% discount. Well, se- severely. No, there were 12% of people that agree with me. That, <laughs> no. Mincy Fresh. Uh, she used the material she had to her advantage. The placements of the rag and how they were able to create a strong color blocking made this look runway ready. I personally would have cut the yellow tights, did not need them, but she's a fashion girl and she knows it. She's just here to remind you in case you forgot. I don't, I wouldn't call this color blocking. This is print on print, on print on print, and it's done very well, but there is no color blocking here. Okay, pattern blocking. Pattern, whatever. Um, This is so beautiful. And she understands her body and how to dress it and how to accessorize it uh, and the yellow tights with the black opera how do you pronounce that word opera gloves opera gloves yeah thank you yeah and they're leather gloves i think or think they so. look like leather yeah um and the wig the i love that wig and how she it's... loves the messy shaggy wigs yeah and I mean, it, it frames her face beautifully. I know that she doesn't really have a forehead wearing them, but this is great. This is great. I would, 
it, I would upcharge this. <laughs> this is pretty. So Mama Powell will ask her about her materials, and Minty will say that she got the materials and had the idea to do textured look with lots of prints. She mm-hmm. was going to spray paint it, but the color blocking was right, print on print. Jiggly yes. will remind her that she told her to wake the fuck up, and she appreciates that she listens. She says that she showed them she's not only a look queen, but a personality queen and has the taste level like Gigi Hadid and led, is letting the world know that Filipino queens are always going to set a standard. Mama Pal will say that they are finally starting to feel her presence. She will ask her if there was a time in her life that she felt fear. Minty will joke that it was when she saw Corazon for the first time, which I get. I was afraid of her too. But Minty will share a story about when she was heckled by some drunks alongside her best friend, Diva Saria, who I've been trying to get on the podcast all season long to do a recap with me. Um, hey. Hasn't happened yet. She's been very busy. Yes. She said when Diva Saria was visiting the country, they and two other friends were catcalled by a group. So Diva threw sand at the group only to have their taxi reach a dead end. Next thing she knew, there was a huge rock. The car- cab was damaged. Diva Saria was beaten up and she was able to escape, but they were stepping on Diva's face and being cruel. She got help from a house who opened their doors, who reported it to the local chiefs. She shares that a few years later that she and Diva found out that two or three of them from that group killed someone and got jailed. And this could have been them. Mm. Rajo says that she's glad she is sharing that as people need to listen and change. Khaled Karen says that the members of the LGBTQIA plus community are so vulnerable with violence and that's why they need a law that will protect them from discrimination to their soji which means sexual orientation and gender identity expression she hopes people who are against a soji bill understand that this is ready and people are ready to educate yes and let's let's also ground ourselves that just because a law exists doesn't mean that people are going to follow it of course i think so i think that that aspect of education and changing minds um, is really important. And we need allies to do that. We need allies to talk to people who aren't quite there yet to become allies. Um, I'm hoping Diva Saria will come on the podcast soon uh, for an interview. We'll get to learn more about this story. Um, Crazy how you could um, be mentioned on Drag Race for something so traumatic and... Um, she and I were talking a little bit. She's been getting a lot of love from people. So it's been very yeah. helpful, um, but also traumatizing if you're not prepared for that to be yeah. put on a- international television. I know, I know, I know. Well, I'm glad that she's doing way better. And yeah, send uh, her all the love. I need to Absolutely. go follow her. She's great. Uh, an amazing, amazingly talented makeup artist. Um, but yeah, she and uh, Minty have known each other since they, I think I think it was second grade or something. So they're, they're, wow. they've been pals for a long time. The look, Minty, though, it's a full price. It is a full price, yes. Audience, 86% full price, 14% discount. So there are some people not fan of the rags. Well, print on print on print, I feel, is a, is a um, uh, controversial uh, uh, styling choice. So I, I can see why it wasn't on the 90s or 100s. Mama Pow has decided that brigading is safe and she can go talk to herself alone this week. That leaves Precious Paul Nicole, Silhouette, Eva Laqueen, Marina Summers, Venus Deluxe, and Minty Fresh at the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Okay, I will say if I am ever on Drag Race and we get to a top seven, please put me on safe because that <laughs> means that I will get, what, about two or three hours to myself. 
Please. And do a camera. That. And a camera. Um, do you think I'm gonna be talking to the camera? No, I'm gonna go take a nap, baby. Mm-mm. I'm gonna right. Yeah, no. Anyways, um, do I agree? Wait, who was safe again? Brigading. Brigading ding ding. Um I guess so. I don't yeah, yeah like her looks, yeah, that's fine. Now, Mama Pal, before she lets them go, <laughs> it's time for the dreaded question. Who should go home tonight? Precious will choose Eva Queen. Silhouette will say Eva based on the looks alone. Eva Queen will say that she's not supposed to vote for herself and the panel jumps down her throat before she can even finish her comment. She will say based on the remaining girls and the critiques, her sister Venus Lux. Marina will say based on the critiques, it would be Eva or Venus, but she can't say Eva's name. So she goes with Venus because of her trajectory being lower and lower and she had the worst critiques. Venus says Eva because of the critiques and Minty Fresh says Venus. That's what we call a 3-3 split, baby. That's not group think anymore. Can we please have more of this, please? Please, please, please. Think for yourself. Say who you want. I'm tired of, oh my God, everyone's piling up on one girl. It's not cute anymore. This is how it should go. It really is. And now after you uh, went down the list and I was able to go down the list with you, I actually don't agree. I think breeding with her ugly as bawling mouth fucking can i swear fucking 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 dress i hated it no i think she should have been in the bottom again i think she's just gone home last week i don't Ooh, care fighting words well mama pal has made some decisions minzy fresh is the winner of the week she wins eighty thousand pesos silhouette yeah. marina summers and precious paul and nicole are safe evil queen venus selects are the bottom two of that grouping do you agree well no because brigadine should have been the bottom two but of the six, who were the tops and bottoms? Oh, yeah. From the six, I guess, yes, the tops and bottoms made sense. Well, for the first time in Drag Race Philippines history, we have a RuPaul lip sync. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The fly, fly? No, it was not that No, one. it's it was... Born Naked. I guess it works for that mini challenge. I guess that's why they did it. Um, well, who do you think you are? I'm not saying she gave up. But we have seen Venus Deluxe slay. This was not that. She was very stationary, and you can tell that she didn't have the full power in her. She went full camp to compensate her inability to move. That's not taking anything away from Eva, who was a great performer and got into the song. The wig moment, reveal or good time trick when it fell off, I don't know. But you could tell that Venus was not there. Yeah, perhaps this is a think that she didn't connect with the song it's really difficult to do a convincing lip sync when you can't when you don't connect the song and this has happened to me recently i did okay this is controversial but i did a golden girls brunch Mm -hmm. and i'm not really that into the golden girls so oh so to me it was really like for example if you were to say like let's do a girl more girls brunch then i'm like oh yeah of course yeah hello um again different different strokes for different folks right uh but back to the philippines like maybe she really didn't connect with the song and that was a hindrance for her like yeah it happens i mean it it, you could see precious in the back freaking out knowing that venus was done brigading too Mm -hmm. uh she's like charlie hides do something um (laughs) But yeah, if the ankle was seriously an issue, at least she fought for it. But I yes. wish she um, would have taken care of herself a little more. 
But the divine divas have been broken up and it's Venus out first as Eva wins and stays to slay another day. Do you agree? Uh, yes, I do. I think that, um, I mean, we saw the dress and the dress moved fine. So I, yeah, I, I am seriously questioning the, the, the thought process um, behind, oh my God, I can't remember her name. I have to go back. Uh, <laughs> this happens to me all the time. Um, uh, besides Eva, I feel like she yes. really killed it. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. Well, we're going to get another big hug moment at the end of the runway. Aww. The queens really do love each other. It's it's hard. It's very difficult. Um, it is really we're gonna We're going to talk about Untucked a little bit because uh, it was dramatic. <gasps> um, so let's go through them. Some, some things that happened. First off, bringing is safe to her. Not a bad thing. She says she doesn't want to drink the alcohol as alcohol ruins her life. Cue a second later. She is sucking down a cocktail. Um, <laughs> we've all been there. Yes. She reveals that she needs to start expecting for the worst. She never took in consideration about her rivals and only focused on herself. She's mm-hmm. now feeling a rebirth. Unlike last week's Untuck, we get less time with Brigadine alone because at least Precious was fun and like was playing with the camera last week. This week, she did nothing. No. So the tops and bottoms return to the workroom and we're going to get some excitement, bitches. <laughs> Once again, Tell Eva wants to know what is on the menu. Um, I get her. This time, they get pork rings um wait do they actually yeah 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 they they are eating food they are getting food i love that brigadine wants to know who got the best and worst critiques marina will reveal that she's silhouette and minty at the tops with precious venus and eva as the bottoms eva knows her comments were bad because of the look and she knows she made a bad call with the seaweed but it's the seaweed you put put on sushi that's what she got she said that she wanted to be critiqued by raho but he called it trash and ugly and she's never going to forget her first time is she Precious is not feeling great. She will realize that the look that she wore was reminiscent of Panty Sisters, which is a movie that Paolo Basteros happened to star in. And she feels like a Barbie, but she didn't realize she was going to be compared to Mama Pal. This yeah. was something that we did not see in the critiques, simply because yeah. it didn't matter to the storyline. That's why we have Untucked. Yeah, well, also to the listeners. I didn't realize we're having Untucked for this because it's not on the episode. Oh, yes. So this whole okay, time, um, I'm like, oh, I'm cut up, but I'm not. Oh, no, no. You have missed Silhouette's breakdowns twice where, like, it's been iconic Untucked moments. I need I need to go watch it. The second right episode now. is insane. Um. Jiggly says in an untucked exclusive that Precious Look was a caricature, and she knows that they're realizing she's just lacking materials. Suddenly, the video turns on, and we get a video of Precious's nephews, and she starts crying, and the kids are just so adorable. We're then going to see some more relatives, and then this gets her even more. Um, Also, there are some Christmas trees, so we know when this episode was filmed. We're going to learn that the first two nephews are the ones who live in Canada and taught her how to speak English. And then this is her sister who never sends out messages. So it meant a lot to her because she didn't expect them on the screen. Precious will talk to the camera to say, don't send me home. I'm not ready. I need more airtime. I love when she breaks the fourth wall. It's so fun. That's great. Yeah, I, I would also break the fourth wall a lot. I would be like staring at the camera. 
Venus will share that they thought her look was crafty, but she applied what she did last time, which was adding, adding, adding. Turns out she needs to edit. Brigadine is now having an existential crisis as she's like, wait, was I saved and causing someone else's life to be in danger? Yeah, you did, girl. You're in danger. Eva now will walk over to the mirror to put a hairpin in, and she's going to see the person who was just called trash. She is breaking down. Precious comes over to help her, tells her to fight. Her and Marina are going to tell her that the dress is trash, not her, but Eva still thinks she is the one who is trash. Once that word's in your mind, it gets stuck there. Yeah, especially in this high-pressure situation. Mm -hmm. Eva does not want to go home, and Marina says don't. She has another fight. She's played three the scenario a million times and feels like she might be taking it away from Venus. Eva will realize that Rajo didn't say anything about her as a person, but the outfit. And once again, the fucking screen turns on, and this time it's Eva's partner. She's done. Like the producers are so cruel. You could already see she's an emotionally vulnerable place, and you're like, here's a video from your lover. Ha ha ha. <laughs> this is what oh, they no. did to silhouette this is, this is the exact same thing they did to silhouette um took advantage of a situation she's literally inconsolable the emotions are real um but the video ends with all hail the queen and i was like oh my god and then she calls her his her king and i was like she's so lucky to have the right people beside her i'm jealous no that's really pretty now, Venus is clearly in her feelings as she didn't expect Minty and Silhouette to demolish Marina Summers. They're like, well, the results aren't in yet. And Venus is like, um, I'm going to talk about Silhouette knocking all the girls down a peg who thought they, she would go home. We then move back into the unsettled business where Silhouette requested a meeting from Marina with her and her sisters to talk privately. And I guess Venus feeling like maybe this is the end. When's that conversation going to be happening? Marina says, this is not the moment. It's not the right time. They will talk. But right now, her and Silhouette have an understanding. She thinks it's a personal issue more than a national concern. As she's trying to explain this, (laughs) Venus looks away and starts talking and joking with Brigadine, to which Marina is going to call her a bitch. We now have a battle between Venus and Marina about being in the top. Marina will remind her that she's been in the top for six weeks, and Venus will say, well, your face is more for the stables. Yes. She just called Marina Summers a horse. <laughs> wait, I need, wait, pause, pause, pause. First of all, how long are those fucking episodes? 30 minutes. Oh my God. Okay. One and two, this is more of a personal matter rather than a, a national concern. This? National concern. I, you lost me on that one. That yeah. was hilarious. Was was that verbatim what they said, or was yes. that your? That's hilarious. Silhouette <laughs> thinks that Venus is imploding because she's been in the bottom for three weeks, and Marina thinks that's because she said she should go home. Now, Venus, in the middle of the conversation, will ask Brigading if she's cool with Marina, and Marina's like, "Why right now?" Brigading is like, "We're cool." And Venus is going to try to ask a question. Marina's like, why are you interrupting us when you force us to have this new conversation? Marina will tell Venus to learn her song, which is RuPaul for Get Away From Me, Bitch. Venus will say she's having fun. And then Marina's like, you can join in the conversation if you stop asking about everyone's issues. Marina's not mad at Venus, but mad at what she did. She believes she's trying to stir shit up. (laughs) is bothered by this, as this is not the Venus she knows, and she wasn't serious about her rehearsal time. 
Venus will mock Marina when she walks away, but Marina knows she's scared and is attacking the girls because she is scared. Marina will tell Eva to go for it. I mean, who do you think you are, she says. Eva thinks she'll be going against the biggest lip sync assassin in the industry, and Marina is scared for her. But Venus is just going to enjoy the moment. Eva and Precious will have a heart-to-heart, and it's really beautiful. We love sisterhood. And then we're going to watch that lip sync one last time before Venus is sent home. She comes back in the workroom, big laugh, big mouth, and starts to pack up and knows that the room is a mess and is tempted to knock down all the mannequins. I was like, oh, she destructive. She does feel fulfilled and happy, and she says her proudest moment is winning the first design challenge. She will say that she didn't expect Minty to be good, and she was shockingly impressed with Silhouette. She's going to read her notes, and she's still shady. Uh, but that's Venus, ain't it? She says if Brigadine doesn't win, she will put a curse on her. Ooh. She hopes that her sisters will respect her after the competition. And I'm like, well, will they? And that was Untuck this week. Oh. We got some drama this week. It was fun. That was a lot of drama. That's a lot. Yeah. And this <laughs> is one of the more mild ones, comparatively. <laughs> Uh, well, there are many things in that episode that are of nat- uh, what is it, national concern. Literally. <laughs> well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Go for it. What is Venus Deluxe's legacy? Hmm. Um. Well, mm, I don't know. I'm thinking about this. What is her legacy? I think her legacy is maybe there's a cop out a little because it's I feel very entertained and she's, you know, that's it. I think yeah. that's what it is. She's an incredible drag artist. She's an incredible performer. Yeah. And she there's a reason why she's a fan favorite. Yes. Unfortunately, when your cast is as strong as this cast is and and certain people are placed where they are, her track record was going to be going downhill. Well, she didn't have anything to prove. She just got screwed by the placement of the challenges. I think if some of these challenges were early in the season, she would have been safe as opposed to being in the bottom. Um, I yeah. don't think this is the end of Venus Deluxe. I think we're going to see her on an all-star season somewhere. She is excellent television and she is a fucking incredible persona that I want to see more of. It's very entertaining. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, when she is back. Well, I have a whole lot of untug that I have to catch up with. So I'll see her. she'll be back on my TV. But hopefully she'll be back on everybody's TVs. Next week, Patrick Starr arrives for a makeover challenge. Oh, I yelled. I yelled so hard. I've been waiting for Patrick. um, One size? No, I don't. Patrick Starr? Why not? I've never tried it. I'm not on the PR list, Patrick. Oh, my God. Patrick Starr, put Just JP on your PR list. Hello. Who are you worried about? Who am I worried about? I think... So honestly, Precious Paul and Nicole, I feel like she has been consistent, but I kind of like, even though her name is so fun to say, I'm like, oh, I can see this group without her. Um, I can't. I love her. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if Brigadine still has the fight in her left because it seems like she's starting to fall apart. Um, all these queens paint so perfectly for themselves. I'm curious to know how they're going to be able to paint someone else. Um, I think Marina is so specific to her face. I really am curious to see how she can translate that. Um, Silhouette's the biggest one I'm very worried about because um, 
she she paints very white and it's very specific for her that may not translate to someone it may not but you know what i was thinking i miss turing you miss turing boom turing yeah well listeners if you have not seen it there was a uh, i believe it's some charity uh uh concert thing that they do in the philippines um all 12 cast members did a big performance where they forced um prince and corazon to do like a lip sync to um sissy that walk it was very awkward and then they go back to back of pop off ate yes i love so good so fun um and you could see the entire audience like lip syncing and singing along with them clearly drag race philippines is taking off well, I mean, it is uh, it is such an iconic TV show that to have your own version and to be able to see the cultural nuances uh, on your own TV and see your hometown heroes. I mean, ultimately, these people are the hometown heroes where they work, where, where they're from, where they work at. So absolutely it's really exciting. I mean, I was I'm so over the moon with uh Coleslaw on Campo de Kiki season four right now, and I'm I'm like so excited for her, you know. So I I get that. All right, mm-hmm. tough question. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is. Um, oh, Minty Fresh did so well. She did so well. Um, I think it'll be either Minty or Silhouette if they're able to, well, Silhouette if she's able to, um, survive this next episode. Interesting. Um, I've been saying Precious, and I'm a little worried this week dropped her down a peg. Mm. How, how do you eliminate Marina Summers at this point? She has been in the top or winning every fucking week. Yeah. She's incredible. I'm going to say it. She is probably on paper one of the best drag artists the franchise has ever had yeah her track record um is really close to sharon's right now so. i i i am so excited to see if she wins because she would be a great representation for the philippines but that's how i feel about precious so I, those two are my top two right now we have six left i i almost feel like based on how things are going we're probably going to lose brigading next week and then from there, I personally, shocker to you, I would, wouldn't <laughs> mind losing Minty and Silhouette next and have the top four being Marina Precious um, and, and Eva. Um, Eva. Eva, yeah. And then whoever, like, maybe probably Minty over Silhouette as the fourth position there. Do we know if we're having a comeback episode? I don't think so. We, we don't do that anymore. Right. Mm. Who was the last person to come back? Do you remember? No, it was like there's COVID. We can't bring people back apparently. Only for the finales, <laughs> except for uh, Drag Race uh, Down Under, which we don't bring our contestants back again. That was so such mm. a shame. We didn't see them all in their beautiful big gowns. I wanted to see Aubrey Have in her um, Austin Powers gown. It was beautiful. If you haven't seen it, I haven't. It's really campy. It's so funny. I love that. I love that. I love well, that. Well, I guess we have to tune in next week to see who goes home and who stays. But for now, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? And you got a fucking busy week. <laughs> I do. I have a really busy week. Uh, you can see all of me at Drag Queen JP uh, everywhere except for Cash App. I'm JP Drag Queen on Cash App. Um, but I am Drag Queen JP everywhere else. Um, Facebook, if you still use it, Instagram, Twitter, um, Cash App. Um, 
PayPal for the international uh, listeners. Uh, yeah, and coming up, um, woo, so many exciting events. So I have, uh, we're doing a Kate Bush full spin. Uh, if you're in the Boston area, you should uh, come uh, to the Crystal Ballroom on August 23rd. August? October. August. Wow, August. <laughs> I'm not going backwards in time, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, I, I am promoting 11 months ahead. And then uh, the next weekend, uh, we have Gay Bashed, of course. And uh, we have Lil Mariko. Uh, very, very excited for that. And uh, just come see me at Jogs. I'm there often on the 15th, October 15th. We have a, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Twilight drag show hosted by Valinda Vile and Semi Sweet. And then we have the drag stroll every second and fourth uh, Mondays. And I can keep going. Come see me. Uh, <laughs> let's follow the bitch. <laughs> yes, just follow me. Everything's on my socials. Please give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Kidding. There I it is. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming back always a pleasure to have you on always a pleasure thank you for asking me and here's bella bella say hello ah but you can you can see her hear her she won't bark she's a good girl thank you thank you to just jp for coming on subscribe on your favorite podcast platform leave us a review while you're there and don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod if you have any questions or comments drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link like this and love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>